Hello, it's Tina Anderson with Battleground Fitness. This is show number 27 of my Get Fit, Stay Healthy podcast, a program dedicated to providing innovative, user-friendly, action-oriented, and results-tested information you can start using immediately. First of all, I am so done teasing my fitness website because it's still not live for a lot of reasons. Hopefully, I'll have a different announcement next month. But until then, I'm not going to mention it. However, I do have my YouTube channel up, Battleground Fit TV, and I need some submissions for exercises. So check it out. TA7 Productions is also my media website. You can reach me uh, through my blog as well and email on that. Okay, anyway, this month's topic, calorie restriction. Want a recipe for zapping your energy? wasting away precious lean body mass, stalling your fat loss, and setting you up for rebound weight gain, among other monstrosities. Perhaps you'd like to try a severe calorie-restricted nutrition plan, or not. I know some of you have made this work for various reasons, and I'll honor those and your success. But the general average Joe or Jane is typically not a good candidate for this type of regimen. How low can you go? What are the right amounts for you? Do they change? And what happens when you drop your intake super low on a consistent basis? Well, let's find out. Bottom line first, cutting calories too much slows down your metabolic rate, decreases thyroid output, and decreases your precious lean muscle mass. So the question is, how much of a deficit do you need? How much is safe? Well, there definitely is a cutoff point. According to best-selling author and weight loss coach Dr. Johnny Bowden, the most common guideline for fat loss is to cut your calories by at least 500, but no more than 1,000 below your maintenance level. The American College of Sports Medicine, that's ACSM, recommends never dropping below 1,200 calories per day for women and 1,800 per day for men. Several people I know think that's even too low. Why these numbers? Why numbers at all? Because we all need a baseline amount of calories just to maintain our essential bodily functions, such as breathing, making your organs work, your heartbeat, your blood circulate. I think you get the idea, that kind of essential function. And after that, what is left to burn fat, build or maintain muscle if your calories are too low? The big goose egg, I'm afraid. Worse yet, when you don't consume enough calories for these basic but critical requirements, your body goes into panic, or what you've probably heard many times as the semi-starvation or hoard mode. Do you really think your body is going to let go of any calories when it thinks it won't have enough to handle life-sustaining functions? Dr. Bowden uses an analogy in the May 2010 edition of Oxygen Magazine. I kind of like it. He explains it this way. Imagine having to make severe budget cuts in a small company. You're down to making just your rent, paying the electric bills, and anything else just to keep your doors open. Same thing with your body and calories. You cut back so severely that your body responds by taking care of just the essentials to keep you functioning and stops everything else, such as burning fat. 
This is so critical for all of us to understand. And I learned it firsthand when I worked with a nutritionist for eight months and started cutting body fat immediately by eating more calories. If your calorie intake dips too low, your body will start to store fat. Store, store, store fat. Did you get that? <laughs> Did I make my point? Because it thinks it's not going to get fed. Then your metabolism slows to a crawl so it can burn calories as slowly as possible to conserve its energy stores. Chances are you will reach a standstill in your fat loss. And this is also why people who cut their calories too much plateau. I found a long list of side effects from all this too, from the very low calorie diets, VLC diets. Listen to this, heart rhythm abnormalities, electrolyte imbalances, gallstones, hair loss, brittle fingernails, soft hair growth over your entire body, dizziness, trouble concentrating, anemia, swelling in your joints, depression, and uh, from the liquid diets, the very low calorie liquid diets, kidney stones, liver inflammation, nausea, abdominal discomfort, decrease in white blood cells, immune response issues, dehydration, development of ketosis, but in a bad way, uh, what else? Body and breath odor, headaches, fatigue, dry skin, sleeplessness, abnormally low blood pressure, and slow heart rate. During semi-starvation, once our blood sugar supplies are used up, our body breaks down protein stores like muscle and enzymes to create the blood sugar that our brain and blood cells need to survive. <laughs> are you getting the point? You'll be at risk of missing out on nutrients your body needs to function. And don't tell me about having a supplement because you can't get everything from supplements. Wow. What a fun diet approach this is. Bad breath, body odor, soft hair fuzz over your body, yet regular hair loss and depression. Excellent way to not get dates and not get invited to parties and not have much fun all day long. Okay, not sounding too good to me. Moving on though. We all know how important breakfast is to our diets and long-term success. In case you've forgotten, let me remind you of why and how this ties in. Research shows that your body stores more fat when it's starved because of an irregular insulin response. Research shows that your body stores more fat. Just wanted to repeat that. And the irregular insulin response, which occurs when you consistently skip breakfast. Dr. Bowden explains that insulin response is higher on the second meal after you skip the first one, priming you for fat storage or causing you to store fat more efficiently. Did I just say that? Store fat more efficiently? What? Wrong answer. I'll take door number two. Feeding yourself too few calories sets you up for metabolic slowdown. Study after study after study after study after study has shown that a heavier person can have difficulty losing weight even while eating hardly any calories simply because the body's metabolism is burning at such a slow rate. Breakfast. 
starts the metabolic furnace burning and it continues to burn all day. If you don't eat anything until noon, you also don't really start burning much until then either. Breakfast is the fuel your furnace needs to fire back up after smoldering all night while you're sleeping. And on a side note, fasted cardio, I'm aware of it, I understand it. Early morning workout warriors, I get it. You get up early, brush your teeth, throw on your clothes, run to the gym. Maybe not much time to eat anything. Maybe you can just grab something really quick or get your protein shake or breakfast in within an hour after your workout. Not getting coffee in the car and then eating lunch at noon after working out at 5.45 in the morning. I can live with the former, eating something within an hour, but not the latter. You guys work it out. Okay, so now that we've talked about that, what about calories? Let's talk about calories. There are many ways to calculate how many you need. Google the topic and, oh my gosh, you'll get so many formulas. Let's start with a basic easy one. I'm going to give you some numbers and some names. So either mark this on your timing or get a piece of paper and a pencil right now or come back to it. Here we go. Divide your current weight in pounds by 2.2 to convert to kilograms. Multiply that number by 30 for basically the number of calories you need to sustain. Okay, now if you want to lose weight, multiply by 25. That's about five calories less per kilogram. And that'll basically give you a guideline for weight loss or fat loss. Another one, just multiply your weight in pounds by mm, 12, 13-ish, maybe 14 for fat loss, maybe 14, 15, 16 for maintenance. Anything over that, possibly weight gain. Pretty simple. Actually, pretty easy. However, a word of caution. Neither of these, or many others you'll find, will factor in age, height, lean body mass, fat mass, or activity level. So an older, overfat, inactive person will probably not get an accurate number, nor would an elite athlete or somebody with a great deal of lean muscle mass. Here are two more options. The first one, more accurate, Harris-Benedict formula based on total body weight, H-A-R-R-I-S dash. Benedict, B as in boy, E-N-E-D-I-C-T, Harris Benedict, that's on your total body weight. Even better, I believe. Get your body fat tested and use the Catch McArdle, K-A-T-C-H, dash, M-C, capital A-R-D-L-E. That formula is based on lean body weight, much better. Best one, I think. And keep in mind that these calculations are still estimates to give you a starting point. This is your journey your journey. You're in charge of it. If you have a trainer, better yet, you've got to monitor your progress. If you're not getting the results you want, you'll probably have to adjust calories, eating patterns, exercise, any other factors that affect your results or could. Maybe even your sleep patterns or how much sleep you're getting. This is what I learned from my nutritionist and what I have read time and time again. Okay? It's just not effective, however, to slash your calories to a very low level. Because really, the more calories you consume, the better, as long as you have a sufficient deficit to cut body fat. And by the way, it's probably not a good idea to make huge, drastic changes. If you've been on a very low-calorie diet, uh, metabolism mm, could be kind of slow. So adding back calories, albeit the safe and correct amount, might cause you to gain weight, body fat, so do it slowly. 
I've actually seen it happen, someone gaining back weight, and it totally sabotages weight loss plans, both physically and mentally. Imagine working so hard in the gym, sweating it out three or four days a week minimum, having really low calories, being really strict, and losing no weight, nothing, zero, and then realizing you've messed it all up and then putting too many calories back in and then gaining weight. Okay, just, it's not a good scenario. Don't go there. Don't let that happen to you. So let's recap. Do not skip breakfast or any meals. You early morning workout warriors, work it out. Know what your safe low number is. If you want to start one day, like on a Monday, let's say, with you know your low calorie amount, just to kind of get your momentum going. And I like doing that once in a while. Even it out. Make sure you know what your safe low is and what your high is. Readjust your calorie needs and exercise, etc., based on not just your scale weight, but really your lean body mass, the way you feel, the way you look, and the way your clothes fit. Don't use a VLC diet unless you're in the obese, morbidly obese category, dangerously obese, and then use a doctor, use a physician with it. Make those gradual changes. Find out what the right combination is to lose and maintain, and it could change. As you lose weight, you'll need less, right? Turn your bodies into calorie-burning machines, people, not calorie-conserving, as Dr. Bowden describes it. I like to say, fuel your furnace in the morning and keep it burning all day long with proper nutrition and proper training. And as a side note, when you get to those last five pounds or so, oh, it'll be a nightmare for many of you, as it is for me. But don't start cutting calories. Instead, add a little more exercise and cut out the bites, the sips, the spoonfuls, the tastes, and any other so-called insignificant calories. Play with your carbs, your proteins. You know, you know what to do. Don't keep slashing calories. It just won't work. And be really, really, really patient. Next month, as a tie-in to this topic, let's once again put to rest the myth of the fat burning zone and understand how to really burn fat off your bodies. I am so over this fat burning zone, but I get asked about it frequently in the gym and just by people I run into. So let's talk about it again. Until then, make good choices, set appropriate boundaries, spread some good vibrations in the world. We certainly need those. Find something to laugh about every day, and I mean that. And please, I'm begging you, manage your stress before it manages you. This is Tina Anderson with Battleground Fitness and Get Fit Stay Healthy, asking you to do the same. And don't forget, check out Battleground Fit TV on YouTube or ta7productions.com.